It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, hi, and welcome back. Attorney Steve Vondren here. Welcome to another exciting podcast with Vondren Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondren here, licensed to practice law in California and Arizona, federal copyright intellectual property cases nationwide, subject to the local rules of admission. Okay, so we are talking in this, in this podcast about strike three, strike three holdings. Everybody knows strike three and Malibu media have filed a ton of lawsuits. Now at my last count, it was over 7,000 combined between them, 7,000, um, Lawsuits, federal court lawsuits over internet file sharing of adult pornography, their adult pornography movies. With Strike 3, their, their titles are Tushy, Vixen, Blacked, Blacked Raw. So little, you know, rough titles there, but those are their movies. And then you have Xart, Malibu Media, Xart is their main uh, production. So those are the two companies at issue. I'm going to talk in this podcast about... Strike three holdings and a new tactic that I've seen here. Have not seen this before. This has just come to my attention. So I thought I would um, do a podcast on it. So everybody knows. Everybody knows what's going on. First and foremost, please, please, if you're parents, please talk to your kids. Tell them to stop doing file sharing online. It can cost you money. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30. We get, we get demands for $50,000, okay? So this is not fun and games. This is not some little tiny little, um, like stealing a candy bar. Some people say, what? I just stole a little payday bar. Oh, it was just a, a dollar. They used to be a you know, quarter, 50 cents. Now they're like a buck you know, for candy bars. So it's not a simple case of, what, I just took a candy bar, I'll give you two bucks. It's not that. These companies are out to get what they can off you. Make no mistake. They are out to get what they can get, okay? So um, I just want to talk to you in this podcast about the pure bill of discovery. Now, this is brand new. I've done a lot of videos on different aspects of torrent um, litigation, torrent defenses, all kinds of things, strike three updates, Malibu updates, all kinds of things. But this one is new. I don't know what the heck is going on here, but I'm going to point it out. If anybody has any input, feel free to add it to, to the uh, post here, share it, comment, email me uh, directly. I would like to learn more. Okay, so what has always happened is... Strike three in Malibu have filed lawsuits in federal court, okay? In federal court, there's federal rules of civil procedure. I do not want to bog anybody down in this podcast about what those rules are, but there's certain things. And what happens in these type of porn sharing cases, file sharing, whatever you want to call them, is usually a case is filed in federal court, 
and they have to ask the court's permission to go to your ISP, send them a subpoena, and get your name and information. Now, that's been going on for years, okay? And federal courts have been pretty liberal in granting the right to send these subpoenas to your ISP, get your name and info, and see if they can either work out a settlement or, you know, threaten to name you in a lawsuit. So courts have been pretty liberal in that. However, you know, when you talk about over six, 7,000 lawsuits being filed, and to my knowledge, only one has even went to a trial. I asked the strike three counsel that I deal with quite frequently in handling these cases. I said, have you guys ever taken a case to trial? He said, well, no, but Malibu Media did, and they won. And it's essentially the same technology. That's what I was told. So I was like, these, be, you know, you're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of lawsuits. And what, one goes to trial? Two, maybe three? Who knows? And, you know, imagine that you're the court. You're just going like, God, they file all these lawsuits. They never go to trial. They always settle. You know what that, what that is? Clogging up the courts. Floodgate litigation. This is what they talked about. Now you're clogging the courts. And we have to do all this administrative stuff, and the cases just end up getting settled. Now, federal courts are kind of in a pickle because they are, in many cases, holders of intellectual property rights, registered copyrights. So you have to give them their day in court, so to speak. But it, I think it's just getting a little bit outrageous. I don't know everything that's happening from strike three, you know, counsel standpoint. But, you know, I assume they're dealing with some judges that are just getting a little bit tired of this. So here's what I see now, a totally new thing that I've never seen before. I had a client come to me and said, hey, uh, I, I live in California, but I was sued or I received notice of a lawsuit, I should say, in the county court in and for Miami-Dade County, Florida. And I was like, well, why are you being sued in Florida if you're in California, that's kind of a weird one for me. Um, I always love a good new, good new challenge and new legal angle, but I thought they were doing fairly well with their federal court schemes, but now they're going to the county court in Florida. And I'm looking at a complaint right now. This is, I don't make things up. Everything that I have is backed up and substantiated in case anybody ever wants to say anything, okay? So I back myself up here, but I'm looking at a complaint in equity for a pure, pure bill of discovery. Now, my client's in California, and so this lawsuit was filed out in Florida, and I was going like, what the heck is this? I don't know anything about this. Now, I'll be honest, I am not an attorney licensed in Florida. I'm not giving Florida advice. I'm licensed in California and Arizona. Um, but I am looking at this, and I, am, and I looked up a... I am allowed to go read, however. I looked up... Um, something off the Florida State Bar website. It said, the complaint for a pure bill of discovery, a living, breathing, modern-day dinosaur, question mark. And so this brought me to think, what on earth is going on here? This is a little bit strange. Usually the, usually the cases are filed in federal court. The federal judges will usually um, have to grant the early right to discovery, and they usually will send a subpoena. This the ISP will usually send notice to the subscriber. The subscriber will decide, did I do this or did I not do this? Do I want to settle? Do I want to litigate? Um, that has always happened. But what's new with this? I mean, why are they now filing what's called a pure bill of discovery 
in the Florida courts. And the case that I have, let me see here, I'm just look, flipping through it here, was filed by the Mamone Villalon, Mamone Villalon law firm, and their attorney, Mr. Mamone. So um, I found this really interesting, though, and I want to go over just a couple things. If you're in this area of law, you know what's going on. If, you're, if you've got a notice of subpoena, this may all be foreign gibberish to you, and that's okay. Um, sometimes I will put things out just to let people know what's going on. Sometimes other attorneys will contact me and say, hey, you can't do this. They can't do this. They can't do that. So we are in a real battle with these two companies because they are relentless. They are vultures. They want to get every last penny out of you. They'll run asset searches. They'll see what you own. If you own real estate or have a good job, if they can look you up on LinkedIn and find out you're doing well, they, they're going to go. They're going to try to hit you hard, okay? So a couple things I want to point out here. I'm try to keep this as quick as I can. In this complaint that I'm looking at, and you should probably check yours, or if you need, need an attorney in your state, copyright lawyer, then seek them out. But one of the things that I see is, and I'm just going to read it here to you, some of the basic allegations here. Plaintiff Strike 3 Holdings, LLC, Strike 3, brings this complaint against defendants, unknown infringers, unknown infringers, identified in Exhibit 1, defendants. Now, keep in mind, they're bringing this complaint in equity, and equi there's a difference between equity and seeking money damages. So this is really telling the judge, I don't really want money damages, but I want equity. I want to be able to engage in discovery. So it's a really interesting animal, something I didn't learn about in law school, not sure. It looks like the state bar of Florida doesn't know if this is um, what this is. But I want to point out that they talk about the same old things, nature of the action, uh, through the complaint, plaintiff seeks to identify the name and address of certain internet subscribers whose IP address has been identified as infringing plaintiff's content, so that plaintiff may bring a copyright infringement action. So they're telling the court they're going to bring a copyright infringement action, which is federal, and they're asking uh, this county court, Miami-Dade, to issue discovery to the ISP. So I don't know. I find it just pretty interesting one thing I want to point out is I'm looking at allegation. One of the allegations is it says, it's very important, this court has subject matter jurisdiction over this matter because a pure bill of discovery falls within the equity jurisdiction of the county court and the amount in controversy does not exceed $15,000. That's what it says. The amount in controversy does not exceed $15,000. Well, why then will these attorneys then give me demands of twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000? So that's something that I think if, if your attorney, if, if the plaintiff attorney is using these type of tactics, um, you know, resorting to a, a, fed, a Florida court for some... Uh, what the Florida State Bar calls a modern-day dinosaur technique, you have to be you have to be asking questions about that. Okay, so um, that's important, and I want to say one other thing. Looking at this, and and I just sent this over to opposing counsel to get his uh, opinion on this, a California attorney, and I said, well, it says here certain rules for the bill of discovery, the pure bill of discovery, as they call it. Um, have to be followed. It says, this is from the Florida State Bar website. Considering the foregoing, 
a complaint for a pure bill of discovery should conform to general rules of pleading at the outset, contain a standard caption, which it does, and be entitled as complaint for pure bill of discovery. Now, we do have that. It should contain separate allegations regarding the following. One, the complaint is for a pure bill of discovery. Two, the basis for the court's jurisdiction lies in equity. Now, that's where I'm confused. Lies in equity? What about the damages part? They're actually seeking money damages. Three, the identity of the parties and their interests in the case. Four, the specific facts giving rise to a cause of action or defense by the plaintiff and that the plaintiff is an actual party, not a mere witness or third party. Five, the matters which give rise to the need for discovery. Six, the nature and content of matters or items plaintiff's right to the relief sought, identification of possible defendants, conditions precedent to maintaining a cause of action and or additional causes of action and or defenses. Eight, the plaintiff's title, interest, and relationship to the items of discovery. And nine, the discovery sought is material to the action at law for which it is sought. So it's kind of confusing because there's really not an action at law to wh- for which this is sought. This is a pure bill of equity. So it's kind of convoluted for me. Again, I'm not a Florida lawyer. I can't tell you all the ins and outs of it, but I I would suggest if you are plaintiff counsel in these matters, look very close at this. Look very close at what they say is the amount in controversy. If it doesn't exceed 15,000, why would they ask for more? Check that out. Just keep an eye on that. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I am not going to belabor this, um, but I think it's important for all you other plaintiff attorneys, or should I say, not for your plaintiff attorneys, <laughs> you know, uh, for your defense counsel, for your BitTorrent litigators, okay, for the people that helped the strike three victims and the Malibu media victims. And I say victims because a lot of people are foreigners and minorities. They don't know copyright laws. Remember, think back. A lot of people were using Napster. They didn't know Napster was illegal. Everybody thought, wow, this is new technology. Must be fine to use. It's out there on the market. Nothing has happened. So there's a lot of that that goes on. It's not just, oh, we're trying to steal videos. People are trying to steal videos. You know, it's technology. And when you you go to the Internet, you expect to find all sorts of fabulous things that you never saw before. So it's really weird. Um, it's, It's a very interesting practice area. We fight to help our clients either get these cases dismissed, litigate them, or, you know, reach reasonable settlements, not these crazy, crazy amounts that they're asking for. At any rate, I hope this video was helpful. This is general legal information only and not legal advice, not a substitute for legal advice. If you have a case, especially in California or Arizona, California in many cases are filed in Northern District, Bay Area, L.A., Southern uh, Central District, and, and San Diego area, which would be the Southern District. So and, uh, every now and then you'll see something in the Eastern District. But if you need some help in those areas or other states, of course, subject to our rules of admissions of the federal courts, we're happy to take a look, talk to you, give you a free consultation, and basically discuss the subpoena with you, okay? So Attorney Steve out. If you need more information, find me on the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com. Tried to get the easiest domain that I could. If you want to watch our videos, we have a lot of videos about subpoenas, torrents, defenses, copyright, damages, all kinds of things are out there. Okay, I don't...
I don't think any other attorney puts out anywhere near the information we do. Why? Because I love it. I have passion. I want to teach people. I want to help people that cannot afford representation. I want to educate opposing counsel that are fighting in the trenches just, just as I am. And I want to put opposing counsel on notice that these shenanigans, if we prove these to be shenanigans, there's going to be some big problems here, okay? And we're working every day, every day to do that. Okay, turn your Steve out. Have fun. Happy Halloween. Have a great time. And remember, carpe diem. Seize the day. Seize the day. Bye now. We'll be back. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.